Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm Jay Kerr, founder of LaunchPeer, and today's question, we're going to be talking about your startup's team and the pieces that you need before and right after you launch. And we're going to be talking about Sam's specific situation. He's got nine people on his team, and he hasn't even launched the product yet. So we're going to go into the reasoning why Sam has so many people on his team, whether or not it's a good idea, and what kind of plan I would lay out in terms of hiring your employees before, during your launch and after your launch and and the progression I would take if I was thinking about bringing people on board for my startup, what pieces you need to put together and the, the order of hiring that I would have in mind as I'm growing my startup. Today's question comes from Sam in Detroit, Michigan. He writes in, I've been programming alone on a product for the last year and the development is almost complete. I now intend to establish a startup. Even though having a working product helps, I realize it's just 10 to 20% of the whole business. I reached out in my professional network to hire a few programmers and business experts, and I got six programmers with moderate experience and three business people with high experience, willing to work for equity-only compensation. The problem is, I now think I have signed up a lot of people. Is having a nine-person team too much for a startup, with almost 70% being programmers? Hey, Sam. So first, I want to say congratulations on building the application. It seems like yourself. That's a really, really big accomplishment. For you non-technical founders out there, don't worry. I'm not throwing anything in your face. But to be able to build an application on your own is a very difficult thing to do. It's challenging. It takes a lot of time. Uh, There's a lot of things that go into it that's very hard for someone like me who's relatively non-technical to understand. So, But I also, because I work with developers every day, know how difficult it can be to build a whole application, especially if you're doing it on your own. So congratulations on that. So for Sam, he has a team of nine people, six of which it seems like are programmers, which is great. I mean, it's very hard to find developers to work on your startup, especially to do it in the early stages when you don't really have anything yet. So I don't know what your idea is, Sam, but it must be something that people are super excited about, which is great. I'm going to talk about a couple things here around Sam's situation, and I'm going to go into kind of what I would do if I was in Sam's situation. So first off, that team is huge. I think it's probably a little bit too big. I don't think I've seen a situation unless it was like, and this might be the Sam's situation. I don't know. He didn't tell me about what a startup idea was, but I haven't seen a team that size pre-product launch unless you were a VC-backed startup that was building something like really exceptionally complicated, like some artificial intelligence or like something that's going to take over Google or something like that. So I don't see a situation very often where you need that many people working on your product, especially since the product's already almost done. And hopefully you'll go into kind of maintenance slash feature up, upgrading mode. Now, with all that being said, it it sounds like from the way Sam phrased it, that he got a lot of these people on board without maybe necessarily having to pay them for their work, which, which if that's the case, that's both good and bad. It's good because you probably don't have the cash flow yet if you if you haven't launched yet to be able to pay for these people anyway, like at, at least not a market salary. But the bad side of that is because of that, you're probably giving up at least some sort of equity or promise for equity or promise for compensation sometime down the road. So a lot of the reasoning here on why I think this team is probably too big, half of it stems from whatever deal that you laid out with those nine people. You don't want to give up too much equity and too much promised compensation or promised equity to your earliest people, especially that many people that fast. 
before you've gotten to like a big seed round or a big series A because you want to make sure that you have enough room on your cap table to be able to raise money from investors down the road. And if you're already giving up equity, depending on how much you gave up, I mean, I don't know, I haven't seen Sam's cap table. Depending on how much you gave up, it might be a lot more difficult for you to then go raise a round of funding down the road. The other half of the reason why I don't like this size of a team is that you're now moving from being a founder to being a manager and you haven't even really learned to be a founder yet. Learning to be a founder takes a lot of time. It's a lot more than just programming an application on nights and weekends. It has a lot more to do with that. Like Learning how to manage people is probably one of the skills that took me the longest to learn here at Launchfree. Like hiring people, firing people, vetting people, setting KPIs, setting goals for my team, trying to keep everyone motivated when things aren't going well, trying to make sure people aren't lackadaisical when things are going really well. Like All of those things are skills that you pick up over time. When you shoot from a team of just you basically to nine people, you have to learn how to do those things really, really quickly. And it can be very difficult for a founder to shift the mindset from, I'm a programmer, I'm going to sit here on my computer and program every day. Or even if you're non-technical, to shift your mindset from, oh, I'm a marketer, I'm a salesperson, I'm going to be on sales calls every day. To go from that to, I'm a manager. I got to fill out HR docs. I got to do financials. I got to make sure the reports are right. I got to keep my team motivated. I got to buy people pizza. I got to buy them coffee. Like all of these things that go into being like a manager of employees is, is not easy. So don't, I don't want startup founders to downplay how much goes into all of that stuff. Cause it's not an easy job. Being a founder is not an easy job. You're 99 problems turn into 99 other problems all the time. Like it doesn't matter what size your company is. You're always going to have things that you need to do. It just seems that Sam sped up the time between being a founder who's worried about cash flow and launching a product to now being a founder who's worried about cash flow product and also team members that are relying on him to either have the equity that they have turned into something real, the promised compensation turned into something real or something like that. So that can be very, very difficult. Now I'm going to shift this conversation and talk about if I was in Sam's shoes, what I would have done instead uh, and, and kind of the order of people I would hire in. So to start off, what I would have done instead of trying to bring those people on like just out of my network, out of the blue, is I would have first sat down and decided who I really needed on my team. It seems like Sam's a programmer already. I would have first decided, do I want to continue being a programmer or do I want to shift and be a founder and manager? And not that you can't be a founder and still be a programmer, but do you want a majority of your job to be the founder of the company, which means you're going to have a lot of other responsibilities than writing code? You're probably not going to be writing code anymore. If, if you are a programmer, you probably realize this or have friends that have done this where they were a developer just on a development team somewhere. And then they became a senior developer or a dev lead. And instead of coding 90% of their time, they went to coding 40% of the time and then 20% of the time. And if you're the CTO, you probably went to coding 0% of the time. And that's a pretty normal thing. And so Sam's kind of in the same situation that potentially now that he's a founder and manager of people, he could shift from being a programmer to, to not being able to program at all. So the first thing I would do is sit down and think, what do I personally want my day-to-day -day job at my startup to be? I would make that decision first. Once you do that, then you start thinking about all the pieces that you need around you. Do you need six programmers to build the remaining part of your application? Or do you, or do you need six programmers to help you maintain the application once it's launched? I'm guessing the answer to that is probably no. Like you haven't launched this yet. And so you don't really know how many people you're going to need. I'd, I'd much rather launch 
and then get bombarded with like requests for new features or things breaking or whatever because so many people are using it and then have to scramble to find developers then to bring on six developers to help me out and then I launch and there's crickets or there's a couple users or a handful of users and then it's like man what am I going to have these six developers do like I don't got I don't have much work for them and so the only way that those six developers really means a whole lot to you is if you launch and get tons of traffic and tons of conversions and tons of people start using your stuff and that is very very rare it could happen it's happened before but it's just a very rare thing to happen Uh, and so anyway instead of the developers, I would focus more on my first hires on hiring people who can surround me. So let's say Sam decides he wants to continue doing programming, which it sounds like he probably will. I'm going to take a guess. Let's say he wants to continue doing programming. The first person I would hire is someone who can take over sales and marketing. And it seems like in Sam's situation, he probably doesn't have a problem finding people who can do that. So I would find someone who can be in charge of sales, someone who can be in charge of marketing. Ideally, you'd want two people in charge of sales. There's there's this thing in startups where if you're hiring your first salesperson, you want to hire two salespeople because if you hire one, you can never compare the one against the other. And you don't know which one's going to do best, like which one's going to do better, what doing better even looks like. So there's a general rule where if you're going to hire your first salesperson, you want to hire two salespeople and kind of have them in a little friendly competition and see which one's better, why one is doing better than the other, and just kind of let them gauge on each other. Because salespeople... If you found a good one, they're naturally competitive. So they're going to want to outshine the other person, which is good. I mean, as long as it's a friendly competition, it's a good thing. So I would find those couple people who are going to surround me and help me scale the startup in terms of growth, not necessarily scale the development team because... There's one thing for sure when you launch, you're going to have to do sales and marketing. It doesn't matter if you get 10 customers or if you get 100,000 customers or a million customers right out the gate, you're going to have to do sales and marketing. That can't be said for the product development side. You don't know whether you're going to get 10 or 100 or 100,000 or a million users, which is going to necessitate you having a huge development team. That you definitely don't know. But you do know that you need to have people doing sales and marketing because you're not going to have a business if you don't do that. So anyway, that's what I would do is is I would have that order of hiring. And if you're a non-technical founder, the way I'll frame this for you is if you're non-technical and you had someone build your product, I'm guessing you did because if you weren't in Sam's situation, I'm guessing you weren't coding it yourself or else you would be technical. <laughs> so, but if you're in that situation, then I would take, I would still take the same approach. I, as the founder, would still do either the sales or marketing role if I'm non-technical. Every founder's job is sales. I've said that a million times, but I would still have someone bring someone on to do sales alongside me still keeping that two person doing sales role uh, and then have someone do marketing and then bring someone technical on to help with the technical side. So find the people that you need to surround you to make your startup successful. I think a really well-rounded startup is someone who's technical, someone who's uh, in charge of marketing, and then a couple of people who do sales. How they do sales or what type of sales they do, uh, that just depends on what kind of startup you have. But that's kind of the the framework I've seen for most of the successful startups that I've had. Obviously, there's outliers in every situation. Some startups do perfectly fine with just the founder doing everything, although they get burned out really quickly. But if I was growing a team, 
those are the pieces that I would want in place. And then once that happened and I started scaling on the development side or the sales and marketing side, then I would start putting pieces together uh, and maybe growing my team to the size that Sam has now. But hey, Sam, it's too late. <laughs> so you're already there. I'm going to have to, uh, hopefully the advice helps someone else, but hopefully Sam got a good deal on those team members and it, it all works out, but I'm happy for him. Hopefully the product launch goes awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes. We're already up to over 20 reviews. And because of that, we've been able to spread the word about the podcast to more founders, which means more awesome questions to answer on the podcast. Also, if you want all the updates about all the podcast episodes we do and all the cool things we're doing at LaunchPeer, head over to launchchat.io and subscribe to our podcast and you'll get an email digest every single week with all the latest episodes. 